to his prospects is a sign of America's continued worldwide importance. One part of American foreign policy that will change relatively little under President Obama will be policy towards Asia, a region that felt warmer than any other towards President Bush, for the Bush administration succeeded in 2001-8 in improving America's relations with all three of Asia's great powers, Japan, India, and even China. It recognized Asia's growing importance, as well as the fact that what is emerging within Asia is a potentially useful, but also potentially tense, balance of power between those three big economies. For the first time, each of the three is looking well beyond its immediate neighborhood and coming to treat Asia as a single economic, political, and strategic space. Yet Asia itself is changing, both as a result of the global crisis and as a result of internal stresses and strains, assumptions that Asia is in any way homogeneous, that its emerging powers could or would decouple themselves from the Western economies, that the progress of China and India will be steady and straightforward, that they would soon take over global leadership from the West, all need to be thrown aside. To make such assumptions is to jump well ahead of the facts, to place too much emphasis and belief on forecasts about how rich and powerful China and India might become in 2030 or 2050, and too little on those countries' actual conditions today. China, in particular, confirmed that judgment during its Olympics year, the year that had been said by many to be its coming-of-age party one that would broadcast to the world an image of modernity and maturity, just as the 1964 Games did for Japan. Seen on their own, the Beijing Games in August 2008 did just that. The quality of the stadiums, with their eye-catching architecture, the competence with which the event was organized, the evident public pride and enthusiasm about hosting the Games, all produced a very positive image for China. But seen in a wider context, the message sent by the games was a much more nuanced one, for events and controversies that occurred in the surrounding months showed that China is a more complicated and less modern and mature place than the Chinese authorities would like the world to think. Chief among those challenges to a simple view of modern China was the uprising that took place in March 2008 in the Tibetan capital. Lhasa, and in cities in neighboring provinces that contain large Tibetan populations. The riots began on the anniversary of the exile from Tibet in 1959 of the Tibetan spiritual leader, the Dalai Lama, but they appeared to have as their target not just religious grievances, but also resentment at Chinese settlers, concern about whether inflation was being exploited by Chinese traders, and anger about the general erosion of Tibetan identity under Chinese rule. The riots were quickly brought under control, leaving an estimated 200 dead, both Chinese and Tibetan, and more than 1,000 in custody. This episode did not seriously threaten Chinese control or national security, and nor did the smaller bouts of violence that broke out during the Olympics themselves in the nearby Xinjiang region where Muslim Uyghurs also harbored separatist ambitions. 
But what both outbreaks showed was that economic development has not eliminated or even softened the divisions within China itself, especially between those who consider themselves to have been conquered by the Chinese in past decades or even centuries, and the central government and communist party that rules over them. Just as neither modernity nor economic growth altered the desire of the Irish to be independent of Britain, despite three centuries of absorption into the British nation, so it is not likely that Tibetans or Uyghurs will give up their urge to be independent any time soon, if ever. Tibet's uprising provoked numerous pro-Tibet demonstrations in foreign capitals when the Olympic torch was being paraded around the world by Chinese athletes and security forces ahead of the Games. Those demonstrations, or the willingness of foreign governments to permit them to take place, yielded an intriguingly national...